0: Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. We're in a series right now called the Top 10 Spiritual Laws as chosen by our listeners over the last 16 years. I've already done and recorded what are my top spiritual laws, including The Greatest Principle, which I believe is sort of the foundational law for all of the others. So if you want to get caught up real quick, uh, watch that, and then maybe a couple of the others if they appeal to you. Um, After after this series, The Top Ten Spiritual Laws, we're going to be going into a new thing I'm calling Deep Water where we talk about um, life and social issues and try to discuss them from all angles and um, just see what we come up with. And uh, again, the point of all of this to me, I, I don't know what the end result is, but the point is t- to start talking again about what's really important. I mean, it's fine to talk about the ball game. It's fine to talk about a house or a car or... Um, some news that's happening, or the weather, I mean, that that's fine. But let's also talk about the things that matter. The deep issues of life, and of the heart, and of spirituality, and, um, and you know, I think people used to do that more 50, 60, 70 years ago than we do today in our screen world, so... Um, Take the leap about one of these issues we're discussing one week. Talk to your significant other. Talk to your parent or child or brother or sister or neighbor or someone at work. Uh, just, just from a, what do you think about this? Uh, and um, and let's start talking about what really matters. Okay, the title for the one today I call Mercy versus Grace. And whichever those two you're living by, and it's almost certain you're living by one of them, determines so much of your health, happiness, and success automatically. You live by that, here's what you get. You live by this, here's the life you get. And what I want for all of you is your best possible life. So... um I'll have a recommendation at the end about which one of these I think will get you to that and which one will maybe keep you from it. Um, Everyone wants to feel good about themselves. Okay? I've been counseling over 30 years, uh, coaching um, in all kinds of situations and i can safely say i've never met one person that wanted to feel bad about themselves in fact a healthy number of the people i've worked with were working with me because they felt bad about themselves and they were trying to fix that and and i would say that's on a continuum from you know 100% bad to 100% good and most of us are in the middle somewhere so wherever you are on that continuum Determines how you feel about yourself. How you feel about yourself determines your thoughts, emotions, feelings, beliefs, actions, and behaviors. Whether you're excited to wake up in the morning or oh boy, get through another day, um, it's going to determine everything. So the number one, if that's true, the number one question everyone would have is. Am I a good person? So, I'd like you to take just 10, 15, 20 seconds, close your eyes unless you're driving or something and ask yourself that. Am I a good person? Alright, now ask yourself Am I a bad person? And which of those resonated more with you, or did you feel some of both, like I do? Um, but anyway, uh, that's the number one question uh, for basically the results in your life. Am I a good person? Typically, uh, how how good a person you believe you are comes directly from how much you were loved. Or a lack of love or the opposite of love, meaning anger and harshness and unkindness and uh, instead of encouragement, discouragement. You've all probably heard uh, from the studies, every kid during their childhood needs at least uh, 10 positives to every one negative to feel good about themselves. But based on the studies... Most kids get 10 negatives to every one positive. Sometimes 20 to 1. So um, most kids are growing up fighting, really, to feel good about themselves based on the programming that they've gotten. Uh, Here's kind of how I see this mercy versus grace thing. Um, Mercy is withheld punishment. Grace is when you are pronounced not guilty even though you are guilty. Or if even if you are guilty, no matter whether you're guilty or not. But tip it, especially when, you're not, when you are guilty, you're pronounced not guilty. Uh, here's kind of how I see that. Uh, imagine a situation where you have a judge and he's got his black robes on, you know, up there on the high seat with the gavel and everything. And they bring in a uh, a person who has been guilty of speeding. And the um, fine would typically be $100. Okay? the The judge... Hounds his gavel, and, and she was speeding. She knows she was speeding. If if he asks her if she was speeding, she's going to say yes, sir, I was. They have it on radar, but for whatever reason, it's the first offense or or what. The judge does his guilty and says does his uh, gavel and says not guilty. That's mercy, okay. Another situation. Uh, another young lady who's been guilty, for sure, of speeding. They've got her on radar, etc. And um, she comes up and the judge says, guilty. And then he stands up, takes off his black robes, folds them up, puts them on his chair, walks around to where the young lady is, pulls his wallet out, pulls out a hundred dollar bill, pays her fine and then gives her a kiss on the forehead and says I love you honey it's his daughter okay that is grace but there's a problem with grace in 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 this scenario and that is one word justice there also it, it, you can't just wield free grace or it'll cause all kinds of problems. Uh, Every civilization we have ever discovered, you know, civilizations that had never seen modern man deep in the rainforest, I, I saw a couple of years ago in like 2018 that they found another one of those in this obscure part of the world. And as far as they can tell, they've never had any contact with the outside world or with modern civilization. Um, every civilization we've ever discovered had two things in common. They worship something. The sun, a rock, uh, someone in their tribe. Uh, so- something. They worship something. And number two, they have a system of justice. If you steal something, here's what happens. If you do this, here's what happens, okay? And um, and that is fundamental to any group of people. If we crash landed on a desert island after making sure everyone was safe and getting all of the provisions we could find, one of the first things we would do is set up a system of justice, okay? Everyone gets one bottle of water a day because that's all we've got enough for. And then if someone was found stealing more than that, the group would decide on a, on a punishment or a second chance or to have him guarded in a cave by two other men so he doesn't steal anymore. But we would do something, Okay, we would set up a system of justice. So the grace can't just be blind grace. And in the case of the judge and his daughter, I think what happened there was fine. But if he had found her not guilty because that's his daughter, then that could cause big problems, right? Because then if he doesn't tell my daughter she's not guilty, I've got a problem. Right? And, and you probably would too. So, for there to be grace, true grace, someone has to pay. The, du- the dad, the judge himself, had to pay for her grace. Alright? Okay. This is sort of, um, uh, in a way, left brain, right brain. Left, bl- left brain is kind of justice. One plus one equals two, alright? Um, here are the rules, and if you break them, here are the consequences, okay? Which we call law or, or justice. Right brain is more um, grace, more, let's give them another chance. Let's, uh, let's uh, do something that's not just by the rules, but maybe more by the heart. And I believe that's true. I believe predominantly our right brain is connected to the spiritual part of us and our left brain is connected more to our uh, soul, conscious mind, will, and emotions. And they supposedly cooperate together, but that's kind of where they're coming from. Um, uh, Andrew Newberg and some of his fellow neurosurgeons wrote a book called "What uh, How God Affects Your Brain" or something like that. How God changes your brain. Wonderful book. They were looking for what is the healthiest and most destructive thing to the human brain. They're neurosurgeons, all right. They're not looking to promote church or anything. They're looking for science about the brain, all right what they found is that the most healthy healing thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. A distant second was exercise. Why is this important? Because it it gets really important when we're talking about the grace and the grace having to be paid for to be real grace. Because that's really going to be your choice. Am I going to live in a system of um, grace and forgiveness and, and all that? Or is it only going to be a system, more left brain, of if someone gets off, it's just mercy. It's not grace. Which is kind of natural. Natural law versus spiritual law. So... That's where that gets important, okay? So it comes down to there are two laws you can live by. And uh, we went over all of this in, in very great detail in the foundational material and the greatest principle. So if you want more of this part, you can go back and find that there. But there are two laws you can live by. The first one is I would call natural law. Um, reap what you sow karma, uh, stimulus response, Newton's Three Laws of Motion, body in motion stays in motion unless something affects it with enough power to change it and then if it does for every action there's an equal opposite reaction. Those are all natural law. Okay. And that law is the law almost everyone I have ever talked to grew up in, where if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get bad, or punishment, or some consequence, or a bad feeling about yourself, guilt, shame, etc., all right? And um, almost every parent, parents' natural law, that law to to train their children not to touch the stove top and not to eat a whole pound of M&Ms at the same time and you know to say yes sir and no ma'am and and things like that that's natural law and typically if the child um does the wrong thing they get some sort of consequence okay you can't watch TV tonight or uh, you don't get any dessert at supper tonight or something, okay? With me, it was spanking, and um, we don't do that or, or advise it. But for some people that's true, okay? But that's natural law, okay? Um, spiritual law and, 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 and that is the law of justice and mercy, but not grace. No grace there. It's justice and maybe mercy, depending on how many offenses that is for you. All right? But you're responsible. And typically, whether you feel like a good person or not under natural law is determined by how many good things you do, by how many bad things you do. For me growing up, I needed to do 90% good and only 10% bad to feel good about myself as a person. I never got that, okay? So I always felt bad about myself as a person. But that ratio is different for everyone. But that determines whether you feel like you're a good person or not, which determines if you feel good about you, which is where we started today, and what everyone wants typically more than anything else. Okay. Spiritual law is the law of grace, okay? Um, in spiritual law, and you can choose to live under either one of these, and, and I believe you will get what comes from that law. Now, a lot of people don't believe they can choose spiritual law, that that's not just a choice you can make. They're wrong. It is. I did it. I've, I've worked with so many other people who quit choosing natural law and started choosing spiritual law for their life. Okay? But in spiritual law, you do, if you do good, you get good. Same as natural law. Difference, if you do bad, you still get good at least long term. But wait a minute. The justice, justice has to be paid for here. It's naturally paid for here. If you do this, this is the consequence every time unless the judge gives you mercy which hopefully he won't do too much or it'll mess up the justice but over here wait a minute if I do bad I still get good long term but wait a minute that that's not justice it is if it's paid for so in spiritual law you have to have one of two things you either have to be right with God And if you are right with God, I believe, and choose spiritual law, because I believe God uh, instituted, invented, and is in charge of spiritual law for everyone every day, all right? So if you're right with God, yeah, you can just choose spiritual law because all of the bad things you could ever do, he or she it has paid for or will pay for, all right? So you get good long-term no matter what. If you don't believe in God, then typically the person offended has to pay for it in the form of forgiveness instead of revenge, um, forgiveness instead of getting even, forgiveness instead of not talking to you anymore, forgiveness instead of whatever the consequence would normally be. Okay? And the way I would put this is um if I was in spiritual law, living in spiritual law and someone had offended me, done something wrong against me that they clearly Was not fair and shouldn't have done. So now they're guilty uh, of the law. They've broken the law, okay, about what is good and what is not good, which is over in the spiritual side too. There's still a law of don't murder, don't steal, stuff like that, okay? So they do something that violates that law, but I'm living, they do it to me, and I'm living in the spiritual law. So, if I don't believe in God, the only way they can get grace is if I choose love anyway for them. So, I pay for it. Instead of getting my revenge, instead of getting even, instead of punishing them or Uh, Anything like that. You were not nice to me and therefore, here it is. No. None of that. For me, because I'm living in in the love law, I choose love for you anyway. So, I forgive you 100%. Do not hold it against you. I accept you 100% as a person in my life with 0% 0% not accepting. Okay? So, if you don't believe in God, then you have to pay for it. And, I believe there's a, a, a degree of this you can't get to without God. But, you can get to a piece of it if you will pay for it with love toward the person who offended you anyway. Okay? Okay? Um, The secret to this is humility. Okay? Most people who either feel very superior or very inferior have difficulty choosing spiritual law. They can't forgive when someone offends them. They can't forgive themselves when they offend themselves, etc. The truly humble, which to me means... Believing the truth about yourself. I'm not better than anyone else. I'm not worse than anyone else. I'm just Alex doing the best I can like everybody else. The secret is humility. If you are a humble person, overall in general, not saying perfectly, those people typically can choose to live the spiritual law instead of the natural law which is a huge difference. It means if I do good, I get good. Same as over here. But here, if I do bad, I still get good long term. I'm choosing grace instead of mercy as how I'm going to live. Typically, if you choose that, that grace will also apply to yourself and you will start feeling like you are a good person and good about yourself. So, mercy versus grace, one of the huge keys to everything in your life and all of your end results and outward circumstances affects all of that stuff. Start this week choosing grace, and you'll never be the same. And grace is, I choose love, dot, 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 Anyway. Even though it was their fault, even though I'm mad, even though it's not fair. No, no, no. All that's out I'm in I'm in spiritual law now. I choose love anyway. Every single time. You do that, and you are living by grace, not by law or mercy. And you get good when you do good. You also get good even when you do bad long-term. So start choosing grace today. I believe uh, you will look back at it as a turning point in your life and have a wonderful, blessed day.